Hey family, you're listening to The World Is Yours Podcast with Jasmine S. Dennis. So today, guys, I have a really, really awesome guest. Um, She is the person that you want to talk to to grow your business brand and also gain clarity on your brand's messaging. Um, Today, we have experienced PR professional Victoria Lightfoot. Now, Victoria has a background in media relationships, corporate and executive and internal communications. Victoria has spent six years with the Atlanta CVB, securing over 300 media placements and publications for companies such as CBS This Morning, Atlanta Journal, Constitution, and USA Today. In 2016, Victoria was recognized by PRSA Georgia as a chapter champion. And in 2017, Victoria was selected for Destination International's 30 Under 30 program. She has a bachelor's from Georgia State University in journalism and a minor in hospitality administration. Welcome to the show, Victoria. Thanks for having me, Jasmine. Absolutely. I was excited to have you on because you've got such an impressive track record. I mean, 300 media placements says a lot about you as a public relations professional. Um, But for our listeners that don't quite understand what a PR professional is, tell us a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. A public relations professional is basically your best friend for your brand. Mm -hmm. Our job is to elevate your brand, make sure your messaging is clear so that when you're talking to, let's say you have employees, they understand what you're communicating with them. If you're talking to media, they understand your story about your business. If you're talking to stakeholders, investors, they need to understand why they should invest in you. We help make sure all the different publics that you want to talk to are understanding exactly what you can offer them. Okay, so that sounds easy enough to understand. So give us an example of something that a PR professional would do for, let's say, a business that sells cupcakes. How would you be able to help that business elevate their brand? Absolutely. The first thing I would do is I would come in and be like, who is our target market? Who are you really selling cupcakes to? Are you selling kind of cupcakes to kids? Are you interested in selling upscale cupcakes? Are you looking to sell cupcakes that haven't had typical flavors out in the market? We need to target who exactly you're selling to. Let's see how we can get people to taste them. So that's where that media relations comes in. I might reach out to a few local influencers, maybe some bloggers who focus on either baking. They might be mom bloggers, mom with kids, um, just anybody who is interested in what you're selling and get them to come out and taste it. Oh, wow. So it sounds like instead of a person trying to market themselves or, you know, do individual flyers, it sounds like you can go directly to a media source and say, hey, I have this person that I think you really want to publish or interview and like kind of instantly give them that uh, exposure, that media exposure. Absolutely. And that's called pitching. Okay. So I would pitch your brand. I would reach out to, let's say the Atlanta 
journal constitution in their food section. Okay. I'm like, oh, well, I have a client. Her name is Jasmine Dennis, and she has a local cupcakery. She has over 50 different flavors, and she, her story is she learned from her grandmother how to make these. So these are life, uh, family-long traditions, and I want to send you four of them to try, and we would love to have you come out and talk to Jasmine to learn more about her process. Okay. That's what a public relations professional does. Nice. So is there any reason why a person a person would choose to work with a PR professional? I mean, isn't that is that something that I could do myself? Um, or is there a reason why I should go and get a PR professional? So you could do it yourself, but you wouldn't have the relationships and access that public relations professionals can provide for you. Okay. So when I talk to other media, I usually have a relationship with them already. I usually know the editor at that magazine or the associate editor at that blog, or I know the influencer, or I know someone who knows. Okay. Or if I'm reaching out to another company, I can talk to another public relations professional. We speak the same language. We're gatekeepers. We know how to talk about my client can help your client. Gotcha. When you're doing it on your own, it is possible, but you have to build up those relationships. PR people aren't familiar with you. Um, we get hundreds of pitches a day. I get hundreds of pitches a day. Okay. And I'm also pitching. But if I see it from another counterpart and I'm like, oh, I already know them. Let me open their email, see how I can help them. Whereas if I don't know who you are, you just have to hope that I open your email and it catches my eye and it's something that my client needs. Oh, okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I actually have a friend that owns a business and she wanted to expand her brand. And she said, well, maybe I'll pay for some Facebook ads or maybe I can pay for an Instagram ad or something like that. And I told her that it would be worth her investment to just get a PR person that already has those contacts and that already knows um, how to get you published because anybody can run a Facebook ad. But I I think that's going to get expensive pretty quick, mm -hmm. whereas you could probably just invest in a PR professional that's going to, you know, tailor those pitches to your brand and, and to your goals. So is is that something that you recommend people do, like to get a Facebook ad or is it just better? What, what's your thoughts on that? So I don't want to completely throw Facebook and Instagram ads under the bus <laughs> because we all work together. So first, that was good advice to give your friends. Mm -hmm. um, those aren't meant to be standalone. So that should be something that's part of your marketing plan and public relations plan. Gotcha. Because yes, those can help you reach maybe an audience that you're looking for, but public relations can basically we're like the... Um, what is it the bunny that they put the battery in his bag the energizer, the energizer bunny <laughs> right like we take what you already have and i'm gonna be like okay you did this this is awesome you've done this this is great and i know five publications that would be very interested in what you're doing okay. so while you're running ads on instagram and facebook to build your audience there i'm taking your business and your brand and i'm pitching it to larger sources okay mm -hmm. all right and so for that same cupcake shop, mm -hmm. um, it sounds like you would be able to pitch it to Food Network mm -hmm. or, you know, to pitch it to some other food. Every day with Rachel Ray. Yeah. Um, um, food and Wine Magazine. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of all the food publications. There are so many. The Local Palette. Yeah. Garden and Gun. Southern Living. Like, 
there's really an endless amount of who I can pitch to. And those are just regular publications. Right. And we can look at who have the most popular food blogs. We can look at who are food influencers. Wow. There's really a limitless as to who we can pitch you to. And that, that, I really like that um, because it sounds like a PR person will know um, a broader reach of people to pitch to. Like I, I could not think of outside of Food Network, I wouldn't be able to think of who I could pitch it to. And so I think that would pose a roadblock for me if I had a cupcake shop. Mm-hmm. Um, but are you only focused on like hospitality or have you been able to help people in different industries? I have been able to help people in different industries. Um, I've worked with a friend who is in real estate Okay. I've worked with someone who does um, financial advice. Okay. Public relations can go across all platforms. Okay. Everyone needs a PR professional. Right. You probably know someone who has a PR professional who's helping them, and you don't know that they're working behind the scenes. We're very much behind the scenes, but we help craft that brand messaging. We work with marketing. So while people are putting out flyers or doing ads, we help support that. Okay. We're making sure while marketing is putting that together, is the brand consistent? Right. We're working with that. Is the copy consistent? Is your website consistent? If I go to your Twitter bio and your Instagram bio, and then I go to your website, are they all saying the same things? Okay. Or are you telling me different things? Right. Because the biggest thing to think about is when you want media attention, media have so much going on that they don't have time to reconcile like on twitter it says she does this on instagram says she does that and her website says one thing they're not going to email you i think a lot of people think they're going to send you an email like could you give me clarity absolutely not they don't have time for that if it's not clear they're like well i'm moving on to somebody else who is more clear yeah Working with a PR professional will help you make sure everything is clear. So on the reactive side, you can get those media inquiries. And then on the proactive side, we're already pitching you out. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. And so what I've learned from you is, like you said earlier, you guys are like gatekeepers and that PR professionals speak the same language. So if I wanted to pitch a company, if I wanted to work with a major corporation, they may not be so responsive to me if I send an email mail to their PR department and say, hey, especially um, for like sponsorships. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of businesses struggle financially. And the first thing they say is, well, if we partner with some brand, we can get sponsorship um, to help us pay for marketing or for materials or whatever. And I've talked to a lot of small business owners that say, every time I pitch these people, I can't get a response. I've been pitching them for eight months, nine months, and they never respond to me. Mm-hmm. Um, would you attribute that to them just not having a PR professional because what it sounds like is that that PR person that represents you gives your brand a certain level of authenticity um, and solidifies it. So just in your opinion, is that a reason why people don't get response? I would say yes. It's two parts. One, just like when you're reaching out for a major company, let's say Walmart, mm-hmm. the amount of requests that Walmart corporate is getting through their sponsorship and media hotline is massive. Yeah, it's probably like thousands, thousands a day. day. Yeah. 
So they have dedicated people who work in different regions, um, different parts of the world who are fielding those requests. Okay. And because, like you said, if you're a small business owner, think about how many small business owners, mid-sized businesses, large businesses are reaching out to Walmart for money. Yeah. Now, if you're doing that on your own, you might get lucky. Like I said, somebody might just click your email that day and be like, this sounds like it fits exactly everything that Walmart stands for. Now, if you hire me and I have a contact at Walmart, Mm. I can send that pitch directly to that my Walmart contact. That's the secret. Mm -hmm. Be like, hey, Ashley, it's Victoria over at um, Lightfoot Public Relations. My client is looking to get, you know, their foot in the door of Walmart. They're looking for some sponsorship. Can you direct me to the right person in the sponsorship department? Can you let me know if there's something that you guys would be interested in? Let's hop on a phone call. Because I have that relationship, I'm able to maneuver my way in. Whereas when you're blindly pitching Walmart, you're having to send it to press at walmart.com or sponsorship at walmart.com. And somebody is not like, they don't know these people individually. So it's very hard for you to get through. Yeah. And so it sounds like, you know, truthfully, if your pitch is a great pitch, but it still has no, you know, that person reading it doesn't connect with your brand. It sounds like they're just going to go on to the next person. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people will sometimes like you can go to Wells Fargo and ask for sponsorship Mm -hmm. um, because they have an actual like sponsorship form that you can fill out. But I've been told that can be a black hole. Like (laughs) you submit this form (laughs) and it literally isn't going to go anywhere, you know, because now they've got a thousand forms that they got to filter through. And like you said, um, having a direct contact is going to get you there a lot quicker. So, yes, a direct contact will get you there. Public relations professionals, we have we build those relationships so that you don't have to. Mm. You when you're looking at a professional, let's say you want to hire a publicist. When you interview them, right, before you pay them anything, you need to ask them, like, where do they have connections? Right. What publications, like you mentioned the publications I've worked with. Um, if you're interested in travel industry, you need to look at a publicist who has a background in the travel industry. Okay. If you have a cupcakery, you need to look at a publicist who has connections in the food industry. Okay. You wouldn't want to work with a publicist who specifically only does, um, let's say, technology, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you're trying to get in food-focused publications, not saying that they don't have those connections, but their connections are going to be stronger in technology. Yeah. If I'm a specifically, I do all type of public relations, but specifically if you're looking for travel, then I would definitely be the person you want to talk to because I have worked in the travel industry. I have those travel relationships over six years. Wow. So when you are considering working with a publicist, see where they specialize. Ask them where their last placements were. Don't ask them for their contact. Now that's that's crossing the line. Right. You're like, (laughs) uh, Victoria, can you tell me who you contacted at CBS this morning? Yeah. But if you give away your contacts, then it's no point in them hiring you. Exactly. Yeah. But also, people also think once I get their contact, I'm good. The relation, you still don't have that relationship. Sure, you can send an email and say, I got your contact from Victoria. More than likely, they're going to call me and be like, did you give my contact to this person? Are they good to go? So you still need us in that aspect. There's no getting around that I can directly call somebody up at the AJC, whereas you might have to pitch 
for eight months just to try and get them to answer. Yeah, yeah. And that's good advice. I like that you said um, the importance of asking questions about context because I can honestly say like when I first started pitching and even when I first started look, looking at like using PR professionals, it never occurred to me to say who are your contacts you know it's like sometimes i'll go through their website and see that you know they work with certain companies but i had to learn over time that it's important to actually say no who are your contacts not to say that they have to give up the email but right just to make sure that they're connected with people that I want my brand to be connected to. So I really like that. Um, are there ever any red flags that a person should look out for when it comes to picking a PR professional? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm very passionate about the field of public relations and I, I want all of publicists to be operating ethically mm -hmm. so one of the things you should look for the contacts um if you ask someone like what's the last publication you were able to secure and they can't tell you red flag run okay if they're telling you that metrics and analytics don't matter run run <laughs> if they're telling you all you need to do is pitch run wow pitching this is kind of like a, a side pitching is a lot of times people are thinking that's the end all be all. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to public relations than pitching. Yeah. We are, like I said, crafting that brand for you. We are writing that messaging. We're preparing our people for media interviews. We're writing talking points. We're sending them through media training. We are doing crisis communications. Mm. Uh, we often do events. There's so much more than just a pitch. So if you are going to a publicist and they're like, all we gotta do is pitch you. That's all we have. And, and it's simple as that. Right. It's simple. Mm -hmm. Don't. That's a red flag. Wow. And as someone who has over 300 media pitches, I will also tell you there, I never tell the client I can guarantee that I can get them in a publication. Gotcha. I can have the strongest contact. Your business can be so relevant to their beat. It can be so on time. And they can even write the story. I've had this happen before. Wow. Bring media in. Um, I do press trips. So I bring them into Atlanta. Their editor has signed off. Like they have an assignment letter, taking them to restaurants, taking them to attractions, whatever it is. They go back, they write the story, great communication. And then their editor is like, we're going to table the story. Wow. It could come out next month. It could come out in six months. It could never come out. It could oh, come out goodness. two years later. Yeah. So there is no guarantee. So if somebody's like, Jasmine, I can guarantee I will get you 15 placements this month here, here, and here. You need to question why can they guarantee that? Yeah. Because there is no guarantee. And and in that same light, I would think if a person says they can guarantee it, then you can literally put it in a contract that says, <laughs> I guarantee or your money back. I will never. <laughs> I will. I'm very confident in my skills. I will never sign a contract that says I can guarantee I will get you this, this, and this. Right. What I can do is create a public relations plan, right? Let's talk about what you want. Mm -hmm. I can manage those expectations. That's another thing. Your publicist is a counselor. So you could come to me and say, Victoria, I want 50 placements this year. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about this realistically. Okay. All right. What publications are you interested in? You might want 50 publications. I can tell you 25 of those are not a fit. 
Oh, wow. So we need to cut that list down. Yeah. Okay. So now we need to see where do I have relationships at those publications? Okay. Do those publications even have a section or a feature or article in the last 12 months that have anything to do with what you're doing? Mm -hmm. Because if they're not already talking about it, and unless you're doing something that is so revolutionary, they're not going to just create that just for that business. Right. Are you part of a trend? Right. Cupcake's trending right now. When cupcakes are trending, they're more willing to pick up stories about that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So now we've got that. Now let's create the pitch. Creating the pitch, we're going to have to go back and forth, making sure your messaging is correct. Okay. And we have a standard pitch, but guess what? We're tailoring that pitch to every person we pitch. Absolutely. I do not say, I've never sent the same pitch to different people. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. That... If someone is telling you we just have one pitch and we're going to send it out, run away, don't pay them, because that is not <laughs> that's not a good practice in public relations. Well, I'll tell you, like, once when I was um, thinking about doing PR, and my husband was like, listen, don't, don't, you know, invest blindly. I know you want to grow your brand, but, you know, you, you have to be careful. And I said, well, I came across this company that said they'll pitch me to, like, 500 companies. And I asked them how they were going to do it. And they said what they do is send out, like, an email blast to all these companies. <laughs> and y'all, Victoria is, is crossing her eyes right now. You should be looking at her face. They said, well, we'll send out your um, pitch to, you know, like it's like a blast email. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I didn't pay for the services, thank goodness. But at the time, I didn't see anything wrong with that. As a PR professional, tell us what's wrong with somebody sending out an email blast. So we call that the spray and pray method. A spray and pray. Spray and pray. Okay. So... Public relations professionals, we have media databases that we use when we, because sometimes we don't know everybody at every publication. Okay. So sometimes we'll go in, pull those names, and some of those databases offer services where, like, you can send us a press release and we'll send it out to 1,000 of our dad, like, contacts. Okay. Sounds like a great idea because you're, like, trying to get the message out. Yeah. But... Some of these places they're sending, like, it's not going to the editor. It's going to, like, the administrative assistant. Wow. Or it's going to Cupcake Business, and they're sending it to Technology Today. Yeah. There is, you might get a pickup. You might, right? If yeah. somebody's looking, if somebody's looking for your content, like, specifically, like, today I want to talk about cupcakes, and then this e-blast comes in, you're like, okay, great. How often does that really happen? Yeah, that's, it doesn't seem realistic. That so it's not a good method to go on because you're really just like, I'm going to send out 500 and I might get one back. Right. Also, how do you follow up on 500 pitches? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Do you just send it out again? Once you, if you keep sending like an e-blast like that, if people see that it is not to them specifically and it's just like just sent it you're either going to get caught in their spam filter one mm -hmm. or they're going to just delete all your emails from the future like yeah like block you yeah just not respond so then you lost that yeah you never never want to get blocked that is my like nightmare as a public relations professional <laughs> is somebody to block me yeah somebody to be like oh victoria sends me too many emails right because there's also a science to that mm -hmm. when you're pitching i usually pitch like between like tuesday and thursday mm -hmm. because monday you know you come back to work and your e inbox is full yeah don't pitch anybody on monday because they're going through emails 
don't pitch them on a Friday because on Fridays, you know how we are. We yeah, want to get home. Yeah. Tuesday through Thursday, that's mostly when people are like, read it through their emails. Right. Um, you don't want to send too many. If you send an email on Tuesday, do not follow up on Thursday. Yeah. They haven't had time. Right. I would say at least five to seven days. Don't follow up on a weekend. Mm. So if you pitch on Tuesday, the next Tuesday I will follow up. Okay. And maybe at a different time. So if you sent it Tuesday morning at 8 a.m., maybe like Tuesday at 1 o'clock, I would send it. Gotcha. And then as you get closer to your deadline, then you can send like every five to seven days. Gotcha. Um, don't send, if you have a media event or you have an event, do not send them an event that day. <laughs> for the first time right now let, uh if i'm doing like a major event for my company we usually send a media advisory the week before okay and then the day of and the week before then seven days later i'll send a follow-up and then the day of i will call and say hey want to follow up on this are you sending anybody out gotcha but never would i ever call them the day of and say i have a media event and i want to know if you can come yeah I'm like no. Yeah. And I mean, that's inconsiderate because you're not giving them time to prepare for that event or, exactly. you know, even giving them time to say yes or no. So, exactly. Yeah. So there's a science to following up. Pitching, half the battle pitching is following up. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Like, right. Most of my lands I get is because I follow up because they'll read it and then they get sidetracked. Yeah. And so I'm like, hey. Just want to circle back. Want to see if there's anything I can provide you. Oh, yeah, Victoria. Actually, I'm looking for more of this. Gotcha. So if you pitch and you don't hear anything, follow up. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Now, don't stalk them now. <laughs> and also, don't call people. That's another thing. Wow, really? Do not call people that you don't have a relationship with. You can call a newsroom because they have a news desk. Okay. And then they'll field those calls, but do not ever call a journalist. Wow. Unless they say, like, in their Twitter bio, I love to be called. And I've never, I've never yeah, seen that. Not, I, didn't say that. I have yet to see somebody <laughs> say, please give me a call. Yeah. No, don't do it. Oh, my goodness. Don't do it. <laughs> Y'all think and dropping so many gems. Like, you should be taking notes because I'm sure this sounds like the typical thing that a non-experienced, you know, business owner will do and not see results from. Um, and so for me, I know that using a PR professional, um, it's no guarantee that if I use a PR professional, my business is just going to start generating millions of dollars. But I think what it can guarantee is that the business is going to get traction among the right people and that, you know, the more people see you in magazines or, you know, doing news interviews, the more authentic you're going to be and the more they're going to want to try your cupcakes or the more they're going to want to, you know, purchase your consulting services because they're going to say, wow, she was on CBS this morning. She must be the real deal. So I really like that. Um, now, another thing that I think PR professionals do um, is assisting with crisis management. Mm -hmm. So they help you when your business is booming and when it's good and, you know, when everything is positive. But when things go bad, um, smoothing over situations. So talk about if a business gets some negative press because we've all seen R. Kelly in the news. <laughs> 
we we've seen R. Kelly in the news. We've seen um, his lawyer. We are, we even saw his his PR person um, that spoke on his behalf. And in my humble opinion, I don't think that his PR professional did him a world of good. No, um, service. Yeah, yeah, disservice <laughs> is what that. If you guys didn't watch it, you just if you pay attention to the PR person, he just he didn't do a good job of smoothing over the, the, the situation at hand. What could he have done differently to present R. Kelly in a different light? Mm-hmm. Uh, or was it even necessary that, that you know, he spoke so soon? I mean, what would you have done differently? At the very beginning, he would not have done that in an interview with Gail. Mm. Right now, with the surviving R. Kelly uh, documentary that was released, yeah, this is his time to be quiet. Wow! Because so mute R. Kelly. <laughs> no, he, he really should have muted himself. himself. Yeah, because when you're dealing with a situation like that, what is the what could possibly be the positive outcome of him doing an interview? Right. He is going through the court system. He is now, you know, he's been arrested. Um, He was bailed out, but now he's back in. Yeah. There was no way that he, at this time, is able to prove his innocence. Public relations professionals, we work on facts. Yeah. In that interview, what facts did he have to disprove what has already been said about him? Mm. There was nothing that he could say. Yeah. Right? Like... Let's say he did not do it. Yeah. In order for him to be able to combat that, he would need a court to say that he did not do that. Yeah. That is the only way. That is his evidence. Yeah. So because he did not have any evidence to support, like, I have not done any of these things, even though he had his two girlfriends come and see yeah, yeah. that also was not a good, they weren't, they I didn't ask his credibility. No, they did not. Um... And one thing that one of the young ladies said was that, um, I believe it was a girl, Asriel, that stated something like, my parents told me to lie about my age. And she stated that she thought she was 18 at the time. And, you know, I, my mouth just hit the floor because I'm no attorney, but I know that what she said is now going to be used to the prosecutor's advantage. And, you know, I just, I said, well, if this PR person there was, the, was you know, present the whole time, why did that PR person not, not, stop, interview? not stop it? Yeah. And there's absolutely, that people feel like public relations professionals should not stop interviews. I can tell you, I go on interviews with my clients and if there is beforehand, we ask to see questions. Right. You know, not always do we get to, but we, that is our job is our job is to protect your image. Okay. So I'm never going to put my client on a phone interview, in-person interview and not have some idea of what the journalist is going to ask. Yeah. We're never going to go in blindly. And if they do throw a question that is curveball, usually we have prep for stuff like that. Okay. So my job is to think about what is a negative thing they can ask about you? Yeah. What is something that could, has been in your past or about your brand or for Atlanta? People always like to ask, well, tra- I heard traffic is bad. Yeah. 
I know somebody's going to ask that question. So I need to prepare my client to always be ready to answer that question. Yes. If we are ever in an interview and they say something that is just like, would be completely damning to my client or the company, I'm going to stop. Yeah. Because if we don't have anything to combat that, there is no reason for us to open ourselves up for ridicule. Yeah. And so at some point, his they never should have done the interview because like I said, they don't have anything that would make us be like, okay, I believe him. Yeah. I don't know if they trained him because he definitely should not have been like overly emotional, yes. jumping up. Extremely emotional. He was just adding like fuel to the fire. Yeah. And even with the interview, his publisher should have stopped and said, you know what? He is getting very worked up with this. Uh, we don't feel comfortable continuing because right. his brand is being damaged. Yeah. It's being torn down. Yeah. And he's doing it himself. Yeah. When his publicist spoke on his behalf because he was uh, put back in jail, he should have said, you know, at this time, we are relying on the court system to do, you know, deliver the justice we believe he deserves. And we do not have anything further to come. Yeah. Period. And ended it. Yeah. Yeah. He went on for like several minutes mm-hmm. answering questions that, you know, personally, in my opinion, has made R. Kelly look like he was he was guilty you know um i just i i couldn't imagine um him being you know he seemed to to be older an older gentleman maybe um you know 40s maybe even late 30s but i would just think as a seasoned pr professional um you know you would have thought a lot better about that situation um and to to continue the conversation about celebrities we know monique has been in the limelight a lot and um you know in my personal opinion i think she's made a lot of valid points and she's probably stated a lot of things that were true but based on the way that she went about um saying hey i want to boycott netflix right you know i want to leak this phone conversation i had with tyler perry as a pr person um what would you have recommended that she do to get her side of the story out that makes her um look a lot better and actually you know has some dignity in what she's saying so i would reverse like not reverse because r kelly should be quiet at this point. <laughs> he, should, he, he should just be quiet he doesn't have anything that can stand up and, yeah. and save him so he should be quiet um <laughs> monique should have taken her publicist they should have taken the route of like let's try and land you on a gale uh king interview mm-hmm. let's sit you down in a professional interview where you are being asked questions so you can tell your side of the story gotcha right now to say let's boycott netflix netflix is huge right like that's yeah and they have their own prt like yeah you're battling a beast yeah leaking that audio i wouldn't advise to do that mm. i would advise going on an interview in a control setting and sitting down and saying you know here's what happened i have evidence to support it if you like to see it but really making sure she controls her narrative because the way that she portrays herself is very positive, right? She's right. not, she's the opposite of R. Kelly. She's not yeah, going out as a, as a loose king. Right. Right. So we don't even have to worry about how she's pre- presenting herself, but we need to make sure she's going on the right outlets to present herself. Mm. I, and I like that because I think, um, I think in the beginning, she 
She presented the facts. And, and and to be completely honest, I believe everything she said. I, I believe the conversations. I believe, you know, um, you know, the way that she told the story. I don't think that um, there's a reason to question the merit of, of you know, her narrative. But um, like I saw the interview that she did with Steve Harvey. And, you know, I just... I thought that it got a, a little heated, but I still felt like it was, um, I felt like Steve Harvey gave her a good platform to present her case. Um, but afterwards, I think she posted on Instagram, like some video calling him a, an Uncle Tom. Um, and I just, I would not advise him. I just, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm wondering at this point, does she actually, do you think she actually has a PR person or is this somebody that is like working solo? I absolutely, celebrities at that level have PR people. Okay. They have to. Um, they the amount of inquiries they receive, the amount of things they have to do, they need a PR professional. Right. While Steve Harvey has a great platform, I don't think Steve was receptive to the messaging that she was there. Mm. So a part of public relations is you have to go where people are receptive to what you're trying to say. Mm, gotcha. Gail King was impartial, right? Like she was there to get facts, but the, the crime that R. Kelly is accused of, who is going to be receptive to his side of the story? Yeah. You're, you are subject to public opinion at this point. And Monique okay, you need to go to a platform that is interested in hearing what women have to say. Mm. That they're still looking at the facts, but they're also like, they're targeting, their target audience is women. Their target audience is maybe African-American women, professional African-American women. Yeah. Um, so they're more receptive, right? They're there to listen, to let you tell your gotcha. side of the story. So maybe like, has she gone on Sister Circle? I don't know. No, I, I didn't see her do like any of the... Um... Um, TV shows or platforms that are geared towards African-American women, which I think that that would have been uh, a safer environment to express, you know. She's already embraced in that, like, you're embraced. she's not coming into an environment that it's like, well, we don't really believe you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you don't have... Part of public relations is you are relating to a public, right? Yeah. Who listens to you, who talks to you, and has something in common with you. Right. Where people often run into is like they're trying to talk to a public that is not interested in talking to It's not to receptive. It. Yeah. And so your message is hitting a wall. Yeah. You need to find somewhere where your message is going to be at least received, where people can take it in. And even if they don't agree with you, they're still, they were already open to listen to it. Exactly. I think going on Steve Harvey, I don't know what their relationship is. Did she have that relationship with him to say, Steve, I'm really needing somebody to listen to me? Because that's what she did. Like, I need people to understand where I'm coming from. Right. Now, was Steve interested in hearing where she had to come from? Or was he interested in telling her what he thinks that she should have done? Mm. I think it, it, it was um, the second one where I think that he probably already formed his opinion mm -hmm. about what he felt. Um, he's the host, so he's going to drive the conversation. Um, and, and honestly, I just, 
I thought it was a, a decent conversation, but I still felt like it was something that they should have had behind closed doors. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, again, she was subject to public opinion. So you have all these mixed opinions about, is she right? Or, you know, is she just trying to go on the smear campaign? And, you know, that's what I wondered if she actually had a PR person, because I, I feel like I understand her cry um and and i think that she is telling us about a situation that probably a lot of women and black women have had uh experience as far as being black called but um i just can't say that she seems to have a legitimate path or plan to execute um a, a change in hollywood exactly you have to find who are your supporters mm -hmm. and public relations helps you. Who do you, who do you already have relationships with? Right. So we'll talk to them. And who do you need to have relationships with? Yeah. How do we build that relationship with that community that you need? Right. That's what we do. We're like, okay, Monique, you know, sister circle, I would even say maybe the real. Oh, the real would have been a good show to maybe go. I wouldn't say the view. Because oh, she's been on the View. She's been that on the View. Good, right? Because they're known for they debate a lot. Yeah, they do. They're debaters. They do. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying you shouldn't go somewhere where people are just gonna be, oh, anything you say is fact, because then you're not a real journalist. Right. Right. Because even Gail, like, she could feel either she could feel that R. Kelly was innocent or guilty, but she's still there to be impartial. Yeah. And the questions she were asking were very neutral. She wasn't mm -hmm. asking with the type of emotion where like, we know you did it, so tell me why you did it. Like, that's yeah. not the type of interview right. it was, but she was there to ask questions that the public want to know. Yeah. Factual questions. So I'm not saying go somewhere where people are like, you are so right. I just want to hear everything about why you're right. And yeah. we already know, like, that's not what I'm saying, but you need to go somewhere where the platform is we're our platform is to listen to people or not our platform is to tell you what i think you should be doing yeah absolutely. i mean steve harvey that's his show yeah yeah he can do whatever he wants. he can maybe i wouldn't go on wendy williams she's a no. big she's more gossip she's, it's very gossipy it's very gossipy but yeah sister circle the real like I Those feel like would have been better. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's maybe talk to Essence Magazine. Mm -hmm. You know, let's talk yeah. to Ebony Magazine. Right. Um, who are some up and coming, like maybe like the Africa Miranda show, you know, a oh, podcast. Yeah. You know, go where black women are celebrated and that community is like there for you. Yeah. And then work with that community. And then like, okay, now who can we identify? that may not be all the way there for me, but let's talk to how I can bring it to my side. Wow. That's powerful. Um, I like that you mentioned going where you're celebrated mm -hmm. um, because I think a lot of the times when we're talking about getting media placements and doing interviews, we just want to go where somebody has a camera. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes that doesn't always work in our favor. So um, I like that you mentioned like finding a safe circle of people that want to support you and, um, you know, want to see you in the best light. Exactly. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so you've given us so much information and, you know, we know that you do a lot of brand management, um, you know, and helping people scale their business through PR. Mm -hmm. um, if they want to contact you, how are people able to get in touch with you? So first, you can reach to reach out to me at www.victorialightfoot.com. Okay. There you'll be able to see my biography, 
resume, my placements, see how we can work together. Okay. You can always shoot me an email at victoria at victorialightfoot.com. Gotcha. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Victoria Lightfoot underscore at the end. Victoria Lightfoot underscore. <laughs> I like that so much. Well, Victoria, it has been my absolute pleasure to sit down and speak with you and learn from you. And I really hope that you'll come back to see us one day. I definitely will. It has been great. I can talk about PR all day. <laughs> um, so if you are interested in public relations services or you just want to know, like, Victoria, is this person a good publicist? Hmm. I am happy to let you know. Wow. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining the show, and we wish you all the success in the world. Thanks, Jasmine. All right. Thanks, Victoria. <laughs>